welcome to Write and Speak Better podcast with your host, Olaleka Mandela. Today we want to interview an inspiring public speaker from the Global Women Network. But before I mention a name, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a reason of doing a particular thing? Have you sat down and said, I am doing this because I took this particular decision? Oh, I want to be a lawyer because I want to help people. Or, oh, I am going to college because I want to join UNICEF to help children in Africa. Well, I leave you with these questions to ruminate while I introduce an amazing guest for today, Lori G. Cortez. She will be speaking on that question she asked herself before diving into public speaking. Let's go for this short break and we'll be back with an inspiring session with Lori G. Cortez. Please stay tuned. Hello, Laurie Cortez. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How are you? I am great. I love your energy and it's so glad to have you on Write and Speak Better podcast. So much honor, so much, so much, so much. I mean, I could get this for a thousand dollars. I mean, so, very good. Yes, it's so nice to meet the amazing Laurie Cortez. Um, thank you so much for honoring our invite. I wouldn't want to do the introduction for you. I would like you to do your introduction yourself. So please make an introduction of yourself. Who is Laurie Governor Cortez and what do you do? The Write and Speak Better One, podcast listeners would like to meet you. Yes, wonderful. So my name is Lori Governor Curtis. Uh, I do live in the United States. I live in Maryland. By day, I am the Director of Operations for a global education and advising company. I have over 20 years experience managing, coaching, and mentoring students, teachers, and staff. I am also an, an author, I'm so excited about that, a co-author uh, in a book called What Now Mindset, Volume 1, where I speak wow. about my choice. So I am excited uh, for the opportunity to chat with you today and to speak with your audience amazing absolutely love what you do but why public speaking you seems to be doing fine without that uh, that is such a great question so i would say it was born out of um i guess most public speakers out of their experience and i have a unique uh experience uh, my story uh, of hope and resilience in the face of trauma and adversity my daughter was diagnosed uh when she was two three with autism and my husband uh, was murdered in a robbery attempt. So out of that, I've been able to move forward, raise amazing kids. Uh, so just the resilience and the hope that I garnered out of that resulted in people asking me, how? How are you doing it, Lori? Why are you so centered and grounded? And I felt that having the opportunity to share with others that despite what you might face or encounter in life, you have a choice in how you respond to it. 
So in my case, I chose to respond uh, by um, hope and understanding that I would get through it uh, and uh, get to the other side. That was such a powerful and very inspiring story. So you are you trying to say that you dive into public speaking just because you want to share your story for the people out there so that they can learn and navigate life in a more easier way? I would say yes, that I think we have a tendency to suffer in silence. And I think that the more that you can share your uh, trials and situations that come up and how you've overcome that, I think that's beneficial to others and, and will let people know that they're not alone. So if I can do it, I can let you know that you can do it. So I just want to share that good news that it's possible to, com to continue to move forward despite some of the challenges that you might face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do you how do you combine it? So please let me just get this straight. How do you combine it? So I mean, your coaching experience with the public speaking, and also I would like to ask you that: Why can't you just write a book about it? Why do you have to go through public speaking? What is that exact thing that made you think this is going to work through public speaking rather than just writing a book about it? I know you've written a book before, but you still do public speaking. So why that? I think it's important to be able to connect with the writer, if you will. Sure, I could just write a book and you can read it. But I think it says something when you can engage and interact with the uh, writer of the book. So speaking about the, the information, uh, I think that that will allow for the audience, the reader, to engage with the writer and get a better sense of what uh, the writer has gone through and uh, just share that sense of hope. Certainly the book is on a specific issue or topic, but it can be expanded across all areas of your life. So how is that possible? So you asked about marrying the two. I think you will, uh, some of the things that I've dealt with and gone through, I've been able to translate that in other areas of my life. As an example, uh, I was a uh, student athlete in college and I was able to, at the end of my career at the University of Richmond, go Spiders, uh, I ended up in the Hall of Fame as a player and as a coach. A lot of the life lessons that I learned on the court are things that I integrate into my life. And it's part mm. of why and what makes me the person that I am. And I'm able to share and marry, marry the two together so that I can again share uh, hope and resilience, uh, hard work, and let people know what that's all about. Amazing, amazing. That 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 seems like lots. Amazing. So while you were speaking about these um, last question I asked you, you were saying something like engagement. So I would like to ask a question. We all know that motivational speaking has a lot to do with engagement of the audience, especially live audience. So how do you engage your audience, especially the live audience? How do you engage them? How do you know? Oh yes, this is working. Oh yes, I get them in the mood. Oh yes, they are ready to listen. 
Absolutely. I think engagement and coming from an education company where we're teaching students in the classroom, engagement is huge. You want to make sure that they're understanding the information that you're sharing with them. So you can't see me now, but I'm very animated. My hands are going, I'm excited. Uh, and that's part of it. You can change your tone. You can ask questions. Uh, I'm also a visual person. So I, I love me a PowerPoint presentation just for the visual learners. So you need to understand how people learn and some are auditory, some are visual. So if you sprinkle in a little bit of each, that will allow for the audience uh, to get engaged. I think asking questions are huge. If you ask a question, that will test their knowledge of the information that you are presenting and or sharing and then getting their feedback as well. Get them engaged, exactly. have polls. Uh, all of those things are different or things that you uh, will enhance the engagement of the session that you're doing. Amazing. That does. Cool. I mean, I love that. So right before I asked this question, you were talking about Hall of Fame in basketball. Yes. So mm -hmm. you, were talking, you were also talking about your 20 years of experience. So along the 20 years, have you have you quit basketball or you're still doing it or how do you see yourself with it and besides how does the discipline of sports translate in business both in your coaching business your public speaking business how do you manage sure so i am no longer playing basketball uh, with Why? with the knee issue i i can't um well I'm not currently actively playing. I'll go to the court and maybe shoot around, but it is something that I absolutely miss. And when I get the opportunity to either go to a game or shoot around, uh, I enjoy mm. myself. Um, I think sports is a wonderful way to build team building skills. As a director of operation, I work with a team of five people, and I also have cross-functional partners that I work with as well. You all have to work together. You have to collaborate. And I think playing a sport, you learn those skills that it takes a team to win a game. It's not just you. You could be a great scorer, but if you're scoring and no one else is doing anything and you're not helping your teammates, you're not going to go very far. So the discipline of, particularly when I was in college, this practicing to get to college. And then once you're in college, you're managing how to uh, do your go to your classes, you're managing playing your games, uh, your classwork, your tests, when you travel. So time management is also uh, a factor that is built uh, by so, playing sports. The team management you spoke about and the time management, all of those things you learned when you were still in the basketball has actually helped in the business that you are doing today, right? Absolutely. Those are part of any organization that you're going to be a part of there. You have to work well with with others there. So that team building is important so that you're building a rapport with each other so that there is, you're feeling safe and comfortable and that you're working well together. And then time management is so important if you have a certain um, 
uh, projects that need to be completed, that you're completing them in a timely manner, uh, as mm. well as just managing all of the things that you have mm -hmm. to do. All of that came directly out of my involvement with sports. Wow, amazing. So um, I just wanna chip in something. When we started this podcast, you talked about your experience of 20 years. I, I kept wondering, 20 years is such a long year. So how do you feel about the industry? I mean, the um, the coaching, the speaking, and the journalism industry today. I mean, how would you compare them um, with then and now? I mean, and how do you cope with them? How do you cope with the change, with everything, with the involvement? Sure. I think you need to have a growth mindset. Uh, things are going to change all the time. And I think as part of, of building your speaking business, you need to make adjustments. I think that's part of, of growth. Uh, if you are not open to change, you're going to get left behind. So it's important that you uh, are willing uh, to be transparent, to be open, uh, to be flexible in mm -hmm. what's going on at, to allow for you to continue to grow and to develop your business. And part of that is that education part of it. The business is not like it was 20 years ago. There are different uh, resources and technology that you can now use that will enhance your business, your speaking business that wasn't available before. So you have a lot of opportunity to hear from other speakers, learn and grow from other speakers, more information that's out there and you need to take full advantage of that. So just being flexible and open to change, I think that that's going to benefit your business. Amazing. Thank you so much. So um, if you have to start all over again, what would you have done differently? If you have to start from the scratch again, what would you have done differently? Probably started sooner. Uh, and narrowed the focus. I think we have a tendency, or let me actually speak for myself, you have a tendency to want to prepare and prepare. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Excuse me, before you continue, I don't know why, but most of the veteran speakers we've been inviting to write and speak better podcast, when we ask them, what would you have done differently if you had to start from the scratch? They always make reference to starting sooner. And I always oh. wonder, why do you think you have to start sooner? Don't you think this is the perfect time you've started or what? So I'm quite <laughs> surprised you are also saying the same thing. So why I would say that is I've had this in my if in my belly, if you will. Something that has been a desire of mine to share my story. And you always think, oh, now is not the time. It's not a good time. Let me move on. Or I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. But I think that, and also you want it to be perfect. And it's not going to be perfect at first. When you speak for the first time, you're going, you may not do as well as you would like, and that's okay. And generally I have found, I'm sorry. I said the first time is always hard. Absolutely. Uh, it's the hardest and you're probably your worst critic on the first time out. And I think you need to give yourself some grace 
in knowing that you just started and you're trying the thing is that you want to keep getting better. So listen to that recording if you can, take notes and adjust for your next session. So it's about the progress, it's about the journey. You're not going to be a top speaker immediately, but you can get there by just taking the journey and giving yourself some grace if you do things that aren't as you would say up to, or you think that might be up to par. Mm. Yes, yes, I totally agree with you. So uh, over the years, what would you say is the most difficult part of being a speaker? I would say the difficult part, probably on the side of, of finding opportunities. Um, mm. That can be difficult. Uh, and I think it's about relationship building, building relationships, telling people that you're doing it, um, having given an opportunity to share when you can, and just making people aware and networking, going out and introducing yourself to other people who are in the field, who are doing the things that you want to do, and then reaching out and speaking with them and perhaps asking them to be your mentor. I want to learn this business. Do you have time to speak with me? Perfectly. So uh, looking at all of you, looking at, looking at all you've said, who is your favorite um, motivational speaker? I would say, um, I love uh, Les Brown. I took a, a course that he did with uh, one of my uh, friends who grew up in the same area that I grew up in uh, on speaking and uh, just heard, hearing him over the years. Uh, I've not met him in person, but would love to do so one day. Uh, so I would say he's probably top of mind. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> oh, amazing. I actually wanted to ask what made you exactly like Lance Brown? Because I always want to know why a particular speaker cherish another speaker. Is it the way they speak? Is it the way they engage their audience and all of those? But I think you've just fleshed that out. Sure. I would say the way he uses his story. Uh, he has a story. Um, and I think that how he shares that, I think a story relates to, can relate to the, the audience and they will see you as a genuine person and, and then can see their story within your story. So I think just the, his ability to storytell, tell a story, I think is what is endearing to me. So, Miss Laurie, how do you see yourself in a few years from now? I mean, do you plan on getting global? I mean, speaking global, or you just still want to maintain it on a low key, pending the time things are going to work out their own way? Are you planning I, on going global? And what are the plans in a few years to come? Sure. So, in, in the few years, I'd love to continue to develop 
my craft of speaking. I think there's so much that I still have to learn. Uh, and uh, I think that's part of just the growth mindset that we're ever evolving and changing and growing situations are always different. I think you need to always look to grow. So I'd love to continue to grow and to develop um, more programs uh, for students and for, for people that will allow for them to hear my story and that I will be a bigger impact on their lives and be able to provide clear action steps. I'd love to continue to travel and go globally with this. I would love to uh, write uh, another book uh, is, is what I'm looking at doing as well in the next several well, years. <laughs> Talking about the book, we are getting there, but first and foremost, mm -hmm. I must say, I can't wait to see you breaking limits and traveling the world, doing what you love and getting rich at it. <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, so um, if anyone wants to start public speaking, what would be your advice to them? I would say start. Start sharing your message to others, and, and that can come from posting something on your your uh, social media accounts just sharing your thoughts you can go live and just share your thoughts and give to an audience to your your friends if you know of any perhaps a church group or uh, perhaps a group home that you want to share your story with, volunteer at. Just look at the little opportunities. It doesn't have to be on a big stage in a big auditorium. It can be just the little things. And then as you get your story out there, you become a little more, you become more comfortable with sharing your story. And then you can hone it so that it really begins to then speak to more and more people but I think you start small and begin to grow and then align yourself with other people that are doing it and then get the opportunity to perhaps share at that time. So networking, I think is, is the biggest thing. Networking and getting started is the ultimate mm -hmm. thing for anyone who wants to start public speaking, right? That is correct. I would say you are the only one that can tell your story. And if you don't tell it, we're not going to know it or hear it. And we're not going to, you don't know the impact that you could have on people. So as I said earlier, part of that, oh, now I'm not ready, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. But the world mm. may be ready for you. You just have to jump. Mm. You just have to go ahead and do it. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for anyone, for all the Write and Speak Better podcast listeners listening to us at this moment. Dr. Uh, Miss Laurie Cortez is telling you, get started and network with others. You need to start small and you see yourself going big. Thank you so much, doctor. Um, I would like to ask, um, I was checking through your bio and I see that you are a member of one of the world-class global um, global well sought after women's organizations, global women speakers, what global women's you? network. Yes, I uh, I work with with that network. I have found it to be it's part of the networking piece of it. It's part of you need to be connected with people 
I don't believe in reinventing the wheel, if you, if I might say. And what I mean by that is, if someone else is doing it, why not reach out to get some mentoring out of it to see how they're doing it, so that you can then, uh, it may be an easier step for you to get in. You may get more connections. Again, it's about networking. So the Global Women's Network is is an organization. Uh, it's led by Dr. Tina Lewis. It's a wonderful and amazing uh, opportunity for women to get together, to collaborate, to communicate, um, and to support each other, to support the dreams and the desires that we all have about speaking and about being and, and doing for others around the world. I I understand. So you mentioned Dr. Um, Dr. Nadine Lewis, and who is she? Is she the founder of the Global Women Speakers? Uh, who is she and what she like? She is the founder of the Glo Global Women's Network. I find Ooh. her to be a ball of energy. <laughs> Um, she, yes, a ball of energy. She is nonstop. She's excited when someone, when someone is doing something that they love to do, it's not work. And I see that in her, just her excitement and her passion for women and seeing them succeed uh, is beyond what I've seen in a long time. So um, she's just an amazing person and it has been um, exciting. Uh, she will stretch you and she has stretched me uh, out of my comfort and taken me out of my comfort zone, but it's for a purpose. And is, she's definitely purpose-driven and she wants all of the folks, all of the people that she encounters to be successful. And that's uh, a wonderful thing. Wow. Dr. Tina D. Lewis, thank you so much for what you have done for Global Women's um, Network. We are really grateful. <laughs> of course, I'm not a woman, Absolutely. but listening to you, I am really, really happy to know about what she's doing and what the um, network is all about. So moving forward, you, at the beginning of this um, podcast session, you talked about a book that you wrote. What about it? What is it all about? What, what was the inspiration behind it? What bit it? And how do you find yourself writing the book? Sure. So the book came out by, well, it came to me. The project came to me by accident. It's part of that. Uh, I don't want to write a book. Yes, you do. I don't want to write a book. And then I said, okay, I will. Uh, so my intentions were was to write my own book, and then this project came up to be a contributing author. So I said, okay, well, things are lining up, so let me go ahead and do this. So in the book, my chapter is my choice, and I shared earlier what I feel about choice. I, I think the word is underrated, and what I mean by that is you truly have the power to choose how you respond to situations that occur in your life. And in you have the power to choose what works for you. Absolutely. Wow. And and, okay. and your response to it. And what I mean by that is hearing that my daughter is autistic and that she will need care. 
um, for the rest of her life. I could have been crushed. I could have been depressed. I could have been um, just given up. Um, it's, a, it's a loss. I could have been grieving. But I chose mm -hmm. instead to so allow for her to enjoy her life without any expectations from me. We expect certain things out of our children, our spouses, but there are no expectations. And when I when I stepped away from that, and, and the book that I wrote, my chapter is about my daughter. When I stepped away from that and allowed her to be who she is and do what works for her, my whole mindset shifted. And because of that, I'm not fighting up against, oh, she can't do what I want her to do. No, she enjoys Netflix and she enjoys going to the park and the beach. So we have experiences that will allow for her to enjoy and, uh, you know, her life. And I think that in, not, in choosing that direction freed me up from frustration uh, freed me up from, um, you know, hurt. Uh, so I think that that power of choice, if you exercise that, I think it, it will allow you to shift in difficult times. I think it'll allow for you to shift and how you respond and react to it. Amazing. Listening to you, listening to you talk about this is absolutely beautiful to, to the air. Um, I'm really grateful. Thank you for staying strong. Thank you for standing up for yourself. Thank you for standing up for your daughter. Thank you for standing up for everything that concerns you. Like, I am grateful for you and for everything. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So uh, we are calling it a wrap from here. But before I go, I would like to ask two additional questions. The first one is, do you still have plan on doing anything aside from speaking in the future? I know that you're into coaching and all of that, but do you still have plan doing something aside speaking or with speaking in the future along the way? Uh, to do in outside of speaking, you mean? Yes. Outside, sure. There are other things. I'm I'm looking at doing a project with my son. Uh, I'm excited to be doing that uh, with him. So we're eventually going to get that started because I um, work with uh, a former student athlete, as I mentioned, I love to pull together programs for high school student athletes, preparing them for college athletics. I think that's important to be able to provide some resources for them. And then of course, I wanna travel and do other things um, outside of my other interests is real estate, um, but just the opportunity to share and to be and to do and engage with family and friends is, absolutely top of mind uh for me as well all right thank you so much so um last question and we call it a day what is your ashwan advice what is your ashwan advice for anyone ready to venture into public speaking industry today i would say go for it uh, i would say go out and get it get started I would also say, as I said earlier, the world needs to hear your story. 
And I can't, as I said earlier, I can't do what you are called to do. So you are needed. Don't think that it's saturated and there's so many speakers out there. No, no, no. You have you have life experiences that have taught you different skills, taught you to overcome things. The world needs to hear that. Uh, it is okay that it's not perfect at first, but lean into wanting to learn to do it better. Lean into wanting to get educated uh, about how to do it. So my advice would be to just jump in head first and it will come as you continue to speak and to share your story. Oh, Thank and I have so one much. last thing, if I, if I may. Oh, please, please go. Yes, mentioned it earlier, but give yourself grace. It's not gonna be perfect at first. Don't stop, keep working hard. It will mm. come to you. The journey's mm. not gonna look like you think it's going to look, but in the end, all things work together for your good. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Laurie Cortis, for honoring our invite. Um, for our listeners out there, this is Laurie Cortis, and she's just telling us everything you need to know to get started into the public speaking world. Thank you so much, Laurie, for um, honoring our invite. I hope if we call you another day, you will honor our invite. Absolutely. Thank you. It's been an honor to be here, uh, and thank you for the invitation you're welcome and all thanks to dr tina d lewis for um for this collaboration on this podcast session also um i am very very inspired by your story and i know you will have a lot more in your book so for our listeners out there if they want to get your book how can they get it Sure, they can go to my website, and that's lauriegcurtis.com, and I'll spell that, L-A-U-R-I-E-G, as in Governor, Curtis, C-U-R-T-I-S.com. So for anybody that wants to order your book, they can go to lauriegcurtis.com. That's correct. Thank you so much for your time. We are really grateful. We are really happy to have you we are going to leave links to your social media platforms um your social media handles and your website in the description thank you so much please have a great day thank you so much take care yes you too and that's it for our guest for today laurie g Curtis. you can find out more about her on all social media platforms at laurie g Curtis. And you can as well purchase a book or know or find out more about her on our website, lauriegcortis.com. I repeat, lauriegcortis.com. Don't forget, this is Write and Speak Better Podcast, where we help writers to improve their writing skills and help speakers to speak more confidently via tips, tricks, and interview sections from veteran in the space. Please do it to give a follow and subscribe. Please give it a five star and share this to all your friends out there. Thank you so much. If you want to collaborate with me, I am Ola Lekamandela at every social media platforms. Or you can send a message to olalekamandela at gmail.com and I will be glad to answer you. Thank you.